0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives podcast, episode 183. It is your host Evan here with the infamous Gabe Montalvo, and with us all the way from California. Hopefully, Gabe's future replacement, Noel. Noel, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me. Super stoked to be here.
0: I know, it's very exciting. Everyone loves coming on our show. We're very fun people. But guys, before we get into it, just a reminder to please visit our website at Network.com for links to all of our shows, blogs, merch, all that other stuff in there. I think for code 420 is still up there, so you can still save a little bit of money with 20% off. And make sure you check out the WaxCast podcast run by Gavin Wax and This is America by Rich Valdez. But getting in today, we're going to start with Evil Emperor Cuomo. This guy is pissed off everybody. It is done now. He has really like even the Democrats are gunning for this guy now. It's clear. It's obvious. I mean, what's his name? Ted Lieu was talking about revoking his emergency powers. When you have Democrats in New York going after you, you know you've messed up, Gabe what do you see come down the pike for Cuomo? He's already messed up with, with underreporting deaths, with his policies that led to the deaths of seniors, the worst death rate in the country, and he's essentially abused the emergency powers. He literally is Emperor Palpatine. He literally came in and said, I'm taking emergency powers until this crisis is done, but guess what? It doesn't look like he's trying to give them back to the people.
2: It's almost like the Democrats throughout New York State were Jar Jar Binks all thinking that they need to vote to give him the emergency powers in the first place. That's right. I understand Star Wars because I'm a very big Star Wars fan, but not the sports. But with that being said, just we've been reporting and covering this many times. We have been talking about the Cuomo death count, his mismanaging uh, and just generally, Democrats, how they mismanage the COVID situation, the pandemic as a whole, and now the chickens are coming home to roost. It's as simple as that. We've been calling out Cuomo uh, from the beginning, I think the episode before, uh, actually, the last episode we did, we called out him out for saying that, listen, 50% of the people, uh, sorry, 50% of the people that died in his homeless, sorry, his, what is that called? Jeez. Jeez killed me. The elder the elderly homes. Sorry. The elderly homes that were reported were underreported by up to fifty percent that could lead up to maybe sixteen and seventeen thousand people that actually died. But this is something that Democrats didn't care about for the longest time. And I will say this. Thank God for Letitia James. In this, on this like separate topic from everything else, for actually opening up an investigation. But there's still no word if people are actually going to try and impeach or convict him for what he's done. He's directly done this. And when he had his press conference, I think it was uh, yesterday on the, on the 15th, he did a horrible job. He blamed Trump, he blamed Republicans, uh, a lack of vaccines. This is a guy who said that we were overfilled with hospitals uh, you know, and people were dying. But at the same time, he says, oh, well, not only did he say, well, who cares? People die. But at the same time, he also said that there were enough hospital beds. There always were enough hospital beds, but he didn't want to we do that. We had a ship.
0: We had a hospital ship that was not used at all. I mean, this guy is a complete disaster. I mean, Noel, you're out in California, so luckily you guys are looking like you're trying to recall Gavin Newsom. But I mean, yeah. what do you think? I mean, I, what, what, what is your opinion of Cuomo? I want to know. from Someone from outside New York, what is your opinion of the evil Emperor Cuomo.
1: I mean, he makes Newsom look a little bit better, not by much, but just slightly. Um, but we also had a ship here, right, not far from my house in Long Beach, and it didn't get used at all. Um, the hospitals are not packed as they're saying, um, but it's just really, it's, you know, you look at Florida and Florida has less cases than New York. Um, so Cuomo just, it, it seems like he's he the problem and he just keeps blaming it on everyone. It's
2: absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I mean, this, this begs the question, what else, the same thing with AOC, what else is Cuomo lying about? What else are the rest of the people lying about? I don't think that he just stopped mm-hmm. underreporting the deaths here when it came to the uh, senior centers. I think it could have happened with everything else, with the numbers. Could they have been inflated? We've, been, we've said that at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, were they inflating numbers? How many deaths would they say that were linked to COVID, but not actually caused by COVID singularly? These are questions that have to be answered, but will the biggest question is will Cuomo have to answer for anything? No,
1: he, he probably won't.
2: Because the Democrats yeah. aren't gonna go after him like that. They they don't do
0: that. They don't go after their own like that. They're gonna put a little, you know, a little slap on the wrist, they'll take his emergency powers, and, and that's all they're gonna do. They're really not gonna do anything else because at the end of the day, they need him in power because the worst the last thing they want is a Republican governor in New York.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. in an article, uh, I yeah, the Washington Examiner said that also the assisted living had over fifteen thousand deaths. That um, so it wasn't just the nursing homes; it was also the assisted living too.
2: So, yeah. this, you see, this just proves the the double standard. You can't be a Democrat, and Democrats wouldn't have any standards. If there were no double standards, they're just hypocrites through and through. That's all that they've ever proven to be. It's always been about them being able to do whatever it is they want, and nothing happening. Remember, they wanted to—they wanted to pull Trump on uh, on impeachment for his handling of the pandemic throughout the country, even though he has been, or he had during his tenure, or his time in office, actually given enough supplies. He he constantly be looking for more supplies to give to the states, and the states had constantly mismanaged it. It's distribution processes so i'm not entirely sure what exactly it's going to take for people to actually wake up and try and impeach this guy and evan like you said hopefully something happens with newsom too because both are killing the the two biggest economies in the country are dying now on both east and west because of these incompetent governors it,
1: it's, it's not, not even just incompetent. go ahead noah Sorry. No, you. When you were talking about the economy dying, like so many kids are impacted because our schools are closed. Um, there I've known so many people who've lost a family member due to suicide, and these kids are in elementary school, and these. But then you have Newsom, whose kids are in private school, going to school in person. So it's just it's, and then going to eat at the French Laundry, you know. So they're just insanely hypocritical.
0: No, and that but that's how they operate, and they they destroyed. To, like you said, Gabe, they destroyed the two biggest economies in the United States in order to hurt President Trump. That's li- and that's why they did it because we see the second that well, I don't know about California. I've been really written up. I've been so focused on Cuomo and his horrible, horrible governing of New York. But the second that Trump's out of office, Cuomo goes, "Oh, I'm gonna ex- we're gonna extend indoor dining or it can open back up and you know we're gonna start opening things back up. New York, New York sports are allowed to have fans starting at the end of the, next week." But but everyone's dying, right? Everything has to stay closed. You have to wear masks everywhere. But you're going to allow people for indoor sports. It's all a game to them. They play this game, and at the end of the day,
2: no one holds them responsible. Yeah, no. The CNN uh, tickers actually showed the COVID death count and how many cases we would get. And guess what? When Biden was elected, that went away for a couple of days until people started calling him out. Now Cuomo recently went over to the White House to to actually discuss. Uh, things with, uh, with Cuomo and the rest of the uh, governors. B- uh, Biden went over and uh, was over there at the White House. And I could only imagine what that conversation was like. And I think that's where uh, Ron DeSantis was reported to say that he told Biden to F off. Uh, so that was kind of fun to read about.
0: I mean, it, it's really just, it's absolutely ridiculous. It, it's, and it—it uh, it just, at, at this point, I'm really just, I really have nothing left to say about him. He is literally the worst there. Is, and there is no way around it because who is, who is the New York GOP going to run against him? Oh, Mark Molinaro. Good job. Great. Now we just lost another election. He got Cuomo for another four years. There, there is no plan to overtake Cuomo. There is no plan to fix anything. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it I gave, don't, I don't know where the
2: end of the tunnel is. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is no term, uh, at least here in New York state, there's no term, uh, Turning out a, a, a governor. Right. He and can so, be
0: governor until he dies, as long as he keeps getting elected.
2: And people still say there was a poll that came out. I think it was uh, called the Siena poll, Selina poll, something like that, uh, where they said that he still has a 64% approval rating, allegedly.
0: How? How? It it doesn't make any sense.
1: That's crazy. I have some numbers right in front of me comparing Florida to New York, and Per 100,000 people, New York has 230 deaths and Florida has 128. And the deaths up to date, New York has double the amount of deaths that Florida does. Meanwhile, Florida is open and has a red governor. Um, so I just thought that that was really interesting. Even cases are up and job loss was significantly greater in New York. So it's just people, the numbers are right in front of people but they just continue to look the other way. That's really insane
0: and we've continued to lose people. People are moving to Florida, and we're still yeah. have like we've lost so many people that we're going to lose a house seat. Like that's how many people have fled New York. Yeah, it's ah. insane.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they try and gerrymander out uh, AOC. That was the big hubbub, uh, you know. After she staged a insurrection inside Nancy Pelosi's office her first day in uh, in Congress, I don't know if anyone else remembers that, but people were actually arrested yeah. because of that. Yeah, but, you know, and this was this was directly at the Democratic head inside. They made it inside and they wouldn't leave. Oh, my God. It was Nancy Pelosi's life was in danger. Maybe AOC's life was in danger. But then again, she was the ringleader. She were was they actually in the same bit. building this time? Yes, they were. She, she incited <laughs> yeah. the Pelosi insurrection of uh, what is it? 2018? Huh? Yeah. No, well, yeah. 2018, 2019. Forget on January 3rd that day.
0: But Cuomo is just the worst. And, and to use that to segue into our next topic, HR 127, which is essentially the gunpocalypse, they're essentially trying to ban almost every single semi-automatic firearm. It is essentially a statewide version of the SAFE Act. A country, sorry, a countrywide version of the SAFE Act. Basically, all the things, you are not allowed to have more than two dangerous features. It cannot be a military-style rifle, right? Okay? meaning that it looks like any other rifle, even if it's in a different caliber. So if you took a gun, essentially, they're talking about banning the AR-15. That's what they're trying to do. They're taking the AR-15 and they're trying to ban it. They are banning high-capacity magazines, which are standard capacity magazines, and they are instituting insurance. So if you do not have an $800 insurance policy on your firearm, it can be taken away from you, and you can be arrested, and you can be fined. Mm. They are trying. They are essentially trying to price people out of having firearms. It's at this thing is absolutely ridiculous. And if this
2: get if this is not filibustered, I, it like really end all political parties. Oh, because I was going to say, I be careful with the next choice of words when it comes to firearms and and uh, you know gun control. <laughs> but this goes directly against the Second Amendment. This is infringing upon a person's right to bear arms. They have that right, and you know we can debate on whether or not a, well, what a re, well-regulated militia means or not, and the rest of it. But the fact of the matter is, as it stands, constitutionally speaking, we have the right to bear arms. And now you're limiting that. You're limiting a person's right by forcing them to pay an annual premium on... it, And an they want a very publicly searchable to... gun
0: registry. So your neighbors could look up and see that you own a firearm, and guess what? If they don't like how tall your fence is, they can call the cops and say that you were threatening them. And then the cops come and they take
2: away all your guns. Jeez. I I mean, I think in California, it's extremely difficult as well. I think the NRI has gone over uh, and challenged, uh, you know, the state of California several times on their gun practices um, or gun control practices. But I got to say, looking at this, what Biden said, he's not going to. He, he said towards the end of his campaign that he wasn't go out, uh, going to go after your guns and stricter gun control, even though he wanted to make or O'Rourke the guns are. And the lie me.
0: detector determined that was a lie, dude. He has already said that he will go after the Second Amendment using executive
2: orders. Huh. I mean, Noel, do you, with, what, are, what are your thoughts?
1: The thing with gun control is like it only hurts law-abiding citizens. It's not going to stop criminals from obtaining a gun. And that's what people don't realize. And I think a lot of people don't think about is someone who commits a violent crime with a gun, they're going to get a gun either way. You know, it's just especially here in L.A. we have a very high crime rate. Um, Gangs are super prevalent. So it's like you're going to get a gun. It's not that hard to find one. Um, And so just imposing these laws on law abiding citizens really only puts law abiding citizens in danger. It doesn't help anyone. And people don't realize that at all.
0: No, it's it said, and in New York, they're trying to ban body armor, so now you can't even protect yourself from someone breaking into your house who has a firearm. It's, okay. it's it shows a complete lack of just intelligence on yeah. behalf of gun grabbers. It really does because they don't understand. They don't understand where gun violence comes from. It's mm-hmm. the same thing when they talk about you know the oh the police are going around murdering people. Look at where yeah. the actual violence from in the community is coming from and fix that. You're looking at the small problem instead of the big problem. And when it comes to gun control, you're looking for these tiny little fixes that are not actually going to stop any crime. They're just going to hurt law-abiding citizens and turn law-abiding citizens into criminals overnight.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't address the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is you know, when you talk about crime rates, when you talk about violence, well, like gangs look at the way that um, culture for minorities like there's so many deeper issues that people need to realize we need to fix these in order to see change um, but yeah totally agree
2: well if gun violence is such an issue why would we ban the one thing that's supposed to help actually prevent uh, you know this horrible gun disease gun violence disease from spreading you know why well, Dave, why you would know we ban the reason for that? Human? Gave Control. you know the reason for that because
0: they're not trying to stop gun violence. They're trying to pander to the people that vote for them and do more of the same that they've been doing for 50 years. And it doesn't work. And they know it doesn't work, but it gets them votes and it keeps them in power and they get to keep making their money. Right. right. What Especially else?
1: With a lot of young voters, too, because they don't understand the repercussions of that. You know, so they're just like, oh, no more guns. And their head, they think it's a, a solution to a perfect utopia. They don't mm. realize the repercussions of it.
2: Right, and the, what what is that uh, saying? Uh, the the road to good intentions is paved uh, with blood. The road to
0: hell is paved with good intentions.
2: Well, I've heard of some variations on that. Well,
0: I'm the, I said the right one. So okay,
2: thank you, Mister Host. But uh, no, that's that's essentially what's happening. But I don't think that this is. Um, I don't think there are any good intentions here. I think this is just a mask for what people perceive to be good intentions. Of course, you want to say, "Oh, I want to stop gun violence. Oh, that's great." I, I think that's great. Who doesn't want to stop gun violence against innocent people and, and people who don't deserve uh, any sort of violence to come to? No one deserves yeah, That's that.
0: the best case scenario. The best, it's a lexicon. The best case scenario is we're putting up this this fancy thing where it looks like we're trying to help. Worst case scenario is they're preparing to institute policies that they know people will push back on. And if people are armed, they won't be able to institute these things. So there's two possible outcomes with this. And I'm not saying the government's looking to go door-to-door right now and start dragging people out of their houses or confiscating guns. But at some point, that is where the left's gun control narrative is going to go. So the only way that you can do that is if you constantly chip away at people's rights to bear arms. So when you go to take those firearms, they're left with 22 long rifle and people just getting blown away and everyone gives up. What's wrong with the 22? I prefer 223 or
2: 556 personally. Yeah, that 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 toxic male ego showing with your guns. God,
0: I don't have any guns in this room right now. All
1: right. It's so good for women to have guns though too because, you know, naturally we're not as strong as men. So whenever I hear women advocating for gun control, I'm like, what are you doing? This actually benefits us as long as you know how to use a gun. It can benefit you, but California has a stupid equal force law, so that complicates things further.
0: That's even worse, because yeah, because if a guy's like 6'3, 250, and he goes after a five foot girl who's a hundred pounds, what she's supposed to do? Just die? Well, that's it's, not equal force. It's like, bye, I'm gonna die now. Like, it's exactly. absolutely ridiculous. It's the same people they advocate for women's rights, but they don't advocate for the woman a woman's right to be safe in her own home.
1: Like, they exactly. don't get it. Exactly.
2: Are you a to Yeah, for so much.
1: What's that?
2: Are you allowed pepper spray in California?
1: Yes. Yeah, I carry pepper spray okay. with me, actually. Um, but yeah, I feel like this administration has just done so much to hurt women. And then you have women advocating, supporting them, and I'm like, what are you doing? They're just hurting us in so many ways. For example, the sports, but that's another whole other topic.
0: But that's Ooh. how the Democrats roll, though. It's you support them, and then they screw you. It's the second you turn around, they, they you know, they stick it in the back door. I mean, they did the same thing with the pipeline workers in New Mexico and they screwed all of them. They're doing it to women. They're doing it to everybody. They did it to the women's sports. This is what they do. They promise you utopia and they deliver you
2: garbage. A backdoor into a pipeline. Was that a pun? Yes. Let's just go with yes. Okay. Very well executed, by the way. (laughs) Just like Biden executed his executive order to shut down so many thousands upon thousands of jobs with a swift act of a pen. Remember when they were criticizing Trump for all that? Like, oh oh my god, how dare he? And then Biden set the
0: record record for most executive orders. I think he's actually getting close to most executive orders for a presidency, and he's like a month in.
1: Yep. It's insane.
2: Yeah, you see? Noah's awesome. She goes up, and she verifies what we're saying, like, right there on the spot. (laughs) That's the kind of support we need on this show. Yeah, it's true. I'm
1: a math person, so I'm always like, "Let me see sources."
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm not by any means. So th- this is even better, Evan. I think you're like such a calculus genius over here. Why? Because I'm Jewish. I didn't say banking. I'm
0: not an accountant, Gabe. I didn't I told say you banking several times. I'm not an
2: accountant. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, looking at looking at this um, at this gun control, uh, it just this is what Biden said he was going to do and people want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Now what we have to look forward to, or not even not even looking forward to, what we have to hope for is if in fact, you have moderate Democrats, emphasis on the word moderate, uh, actually trying to take a step back here in gun loving districts and states and say, where do I go in this? Because they, he, they should know that if they go forward in supporting Biden on this idea, they're probably not going to win a seat and they're probably going to lose a lot more seats throughout the country, putting the, the Republicans in a majority. So
0: we know the guy from West Virginia is really our only hope in terms of voting wise, but we do, the Republicans need to filibuster this bill. It has to be done. And again, the Democrats, they only think about it's only going to take, it only hurts law abiding citizens, right? Criminals do not buy guns legally. And our listener, Gail said it perfectly, a perfect example. It's, the ability to people to defend themselves in their own home if this if the 12 year old in carolina did not have a firearm they would all be dead that would be it would be dead but they go- they don't care they really don't care because it's all about optics it's all about where that money comes from it's all money coming from every town it's all coming from mike bloomberg it's the same stuff over and over again mike bloomberg's been a gun grabber since he was mayor he thinks he's better than everyone else he gets to be- get protected by guns but you don't deserve to be able to protect your own home it, it, the Democrat Party is an elitist party who does not care about the safety of the citizens. They really don't. They only care about optics. That's that's it. Optics and government spending and taxes. They love they love taxes.
2: Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, now the National Guard is actually expected to stay until the fall in Washington D.C. It's no longer until uh, mid March. Uh, now they're expecting to keep at least five thousand more. Um, uh, soldiers and airmen in D.C. Uh, with the wire fencing up until the fall. It's already costing us close to, until the mid-March expected date, close to half a billion dollars, I think about four hundred eighty-five billion. Uh, right that, now. But that, they would call him a fascist and say he was looking yeah, to you know, round people up. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're saying, remember, hell and the road. Uh, the good intentions aspect of it is that now we're safe from the insurrectionists, which uh, for those of you who might not have heard the news, but Trump is now the uh, 2-0 uh, impeachment-acquitted champion.
0: Impeachment champ, unbeatable, man. Oh, that's a great segue into the impeachment. So the Democrats are actually not giving up on going after Trump even after this. Um, we all saw Pelosi's little temper tantrum. This woman is just absolutely ridiculous. I was talking to my downstairs neighbor who has friends in Washington, and he, he he's the one who tells me, like, she is a joke. They know she's a joke. She's allegedly, allegedly, early onset dementia, allegedly an alcoholic. You know, she's a joke. Her and Schumer are a joke. Her actions during that press conference was the same thing as when I worked in the kindergarten class and you told the kid he couldn't have snack because they were in the middle of math and he throws a desk. That's a at Nancy Pelosi. It's a little temper tantrum. This is how they operate. And now what's it? Circle back girls talking about the Department of Justice going after Trump for criminal charges outside of impeachment.
2: They just don't know when to give up. Yeah, no, they're trying to yeah, invoke a special. In yeah, no, he certainly losing in their head and they're trying to invoke a special part of the 14th Amendment uh, to actually try and limit uh, to bar him from running it. So it's it's a complete witch hunt. Remember when the Democrats said when when they got the majority and when they got the presidency, we're going to focus on trying to re- have economic relief for everyone. You're all going to get your two thousand dollar checks, and Again, we're the still
0: waiting. determined that was
2: a lie. It's all just yeah. a Trump witch hunt. I mean, Noel, you live in California. Have you ever been to uh, Pelosi's district? What's that like? And what are your thoughts on Pelosi?
1: Um, I have not. She's. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not fond of her. I think she's a pathological liar. Um, but it's, I. whenever I think of her, I just think of when she went to go get her hair done in, like, the heat of COVID. And I'm like, really? You know, like, it, but honestly, that's, she's a reflection of how most Californians are. Most Californians love freedom. They love capitalism. I have so many friends start small business. And they go out with friends still. Or they go to Vegas to go party because we're locked down here. But yet... They shame everyone who believes differently than them. So I think she's just an extension of the mindset, unfortunately, that we have here with the youth in California. Mm. No, well, certainly. She,
0: she is She is the epitome of the Democrat Party right now because if it's I don't get my way. Here's my temp- temper tantrum. It's what it is. Yeah. They did it the second that Trump was elected. Whoa, we didn't get Hillary temper tantrums for four years.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what else she's up to? Uh, today, actually, sorry, no, Monday, yesterday, she uh, wrote, uh, for President's Day, she wrote this uh, um, this letter to her other friends in Congress, other Democrats in Congress. She titled, doesn't have
0: any friends in Congress, Gabe. Come on, man. She rules over, no, them. you
2: know what <laughs> I mean. It's
0: called... Nancy uh, Pelosi doesn't have any friends. Come on. Let's be well,
2: well, some say the same, same thing about you and I, but you know, here we are, and here we have another guest. So we're, we're moving along quite well. Uh, but uh, it's titled... Um, dear colleague, security, security, security. Three security, so you know it's like three times the level of security. So serious. Q... So serious with three securities. Three times the level of security that Q ever has had. Ooh. Oh, no,
0: that's security. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but. Um... In it, she was writing about how President's Day was so important. George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, she actually gave a Republican uh, credit for, you know, for the first time in like, what, five years now? So, you know, things were looking on the up and up. And then she writes about what happens on the events of January 6th. And it's amazing how we're still talking about this. It's It seems like January 6th, no matter what side we're looking at, it has now changed the trajectory of how we're discussing politics because of a lot of what the Biden administration is actually um, talking about and saying and enacting they're using January 6th as a springboard as like, oh, we don't want that to happen again. They're trying to, now yeah. it's no longer just COVID as a reason to use government overreach, but it's also what happened on January 6th at the Capitol building. So in it, she writes that um, after all the nice uh, moonbeams and uh, rainbows that she uh, that she says, she writes to that she wants to create a 9-11 style commission to investigate and report on the facts and causes relating to uh, the January 6, 2021 domestic terrorist attack upon the United States Capitol complex and relating to the interference with the peaceful transfer of power, including facts and causes relating to the preparedness and response of the United States Capitol Police and other federal state and local law enforcement in the National capital region.
0: Wow, she broke out the dictionary for this one. I don't think she knows what half those words
2: mean. <laughs> that's why there are White House inter- well Capitol building interns.
0: The, the whole thing's ridiculous because we already know what the facts are, unless they're trying to find out who so, who planned the insurrection and not trying to blame this on Trump. And they're actually trying to figure it out, which we all know they're not. They're really just trying to throw more blame at Republicans and more blames at more blame at Trump supporters. That's what they're trying to do. You should figure out who planned it, because obviously it wasn't the president because it was going on before he finished his speech. It's the same thing with voter fraud. Yes, there was voter fraud. We've seen it. doesn't mean it was widespread. It doesn't need to be widespread, right? It's like six counties that essentially can flip an election, people. Okay? But you should be investigating it. Figure out what happened so the next time it doesn't happen. But they have no interest in the truth because we saw Pelosi lose her mind when people voted based on the truth, based on the facts. President Trump did not incite an insurrection. He used the term peacefully several times. It, it's just, it's ridiculous. They have no interest in the truth. Noelle, how do you feel about this?
1: No, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that we should hold everyone to the same standard. And again, we've been pointing out the hypocrisy of them. And the thing is, like, I'm not for violence. I don't think any of us are. And the thing is, they don't hold themselves to the same standard. For example, the BLM riots, right? They lasted all summer. Two billion dollars worth of damage. Um, it was condemned by all the all the conservatives but no leftists really condemned it um police force was used 23 plus people were shot and killed um and over 700 officers were injured for the capital 14 officers were injured and one person died and obviously violence is not at any time but clearly one side caused more violence and they should be held to the same standard that they want to hold these conservatives to if they want to say trump incited violence and they should Blame Maxine Waters. They should blame Cuomo, who literally said, "Tell me when, vi- um, tell me when protests are supposed to be peaceful." Like, how much more violent can you get? Trump literally said, and I have to quote right in front of me, he said, "We are going to peacefully and patriotically make your votes heard today," where he completely said peaceful, but yet Cuomo was saying the opposite. Why do we have to be peaceful? Maxine Waters was saying to harass conservatives, to harass Trump supporters. Um, so they're just, they're full of hypocrisy over and over again. And I just, I wish more people would see it, but they do such a good job at covering it up.
0: And Pelosi wanted people to, wanted insurrection when Trump was elected. She was wondering why there weren't like people marching in the streets, trying to overthrow the government. And for Chris, Chris Cuomo should pick up a copy of the bill of rights because in the first amendment, it says the right of the people to peaceably assemble. Yep. So guess what? Protests are supposed to be peaceful. When they're not, it's called a riot. And you do not have the right to riot, you have the right to peacefully assemble. And
1: Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden they cared about our federal buildings. Like they're like, oh, the Capitol. And like, you guys were tearing down statues all summer long, like they damaged over 150 federal buildings. But now all of a sudden you're so like, I mean, no one should have done what they did, but like there were so many buildings burned down during the summer. We all saw the videos, you know, so many. Um, statues, monuments, but all of a sudden now, now they. Oh do.
0: my stars! Now it's my building. How dare they? Oh no!
2: The the best part I'd say of the impeachment trial was when we saw. Uh, Trump's defense lawyer go up there and play clips and repeated the clips of Democrats constantly using the word fight and fight and we're gonna take Mm -hmm. them out and even so far as Johnny Depp to say when was the last time an actor assassinated a president? Madonna saying that she wanted to blow up the White House like this that's violence. It's calling people to fight and to stand up and to make people feel uncomfortable. To I forgot what uh, what Congresswoman it was, but she was like Biden said he would take President Trump behind the gym
0: and beat him. Like, right, all the Democrats know is threatening violence. Come
2: on, man. Like, let's be real here.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah But remember that uh, that congresswoman I forgot her name, but she had like the phone up to like here, and she was like, "Tread lightly, Trump supporters." That's that oh, was a, yeah. yeah. That was a that was a blatant threat to half the country, seventy five million people. So seventy five million patriots, part of a couple of hundred thousand, give or take, because they're probably thrown away in the mail. Uh, but aside from that. The 9/11 Commission is something that that worries me because we've seen people uh, expound on this, you know, to try, you know, get a little uh, something something for everyone here, and expanding the military industrial complex um, through uh, surveillance technologies uh, that we saw used in the Patriot Act. That was that came in uh, with the 9/11 style Commission to try and look forward. It, it just opens up this whole tribunal uh, for bigger government to effectively look at people. Like, listen, there are still people that are being held in Guantanamo Bay currently. That are suspected of stuff happening, of being responsible at, uh, for the September 11th attacks, and they're still being, uh, you know, held in Gitmo. So how is it that you're now going to open up this huge 9/11 uh, commission that she claims to be independent? Later throughout the the letter, how is she gonna? How are we how are we gonna know for sure that this is really independent? Of course, we know that it's not going to. But now instead of Circle Saki saying that she's actually going to revisit the topic. She says downright and outright. She says, oh, well, um, Biden would be uh, supportive of this sort of uh, idea if she actually forms it. So it it makes me extremely uncomfortable.
0: It's a big problem. And we've seen the Democrats do this over and over again, right? If anyone on the right does anything wrong, it's President Trump's fault. But a Bernie Sanders supporter can shoot up a congressional baseball game and has nothing to do with Bernie Sanders. You know, the Orlando nightclub shooter's father is a Bernie Sanders supporter. But, you know, it's not Bernie Sanders' fault. Leftists burned down cities all summer has nothing to do with Democrats. But the second anyone on the right says something inappropriate, it doesn't have to do anything. They could say something. And it's Trump inspires hate and racism. It's a game. It's a game. And all they do is manipulate their own base into riling them up so that no matter what they push, their base will support because guess what? It's about taking down those evil conservatives and their constitutional rights. How dare they have constitutional rights? That's white supremacy. That's racism. It's all ethnocentric xenophobia. Like it's like how many five? How many seven letter words can we use? Come on, it's a, it's a game. It's a
2: game. Mm-hmm. For sure. I I mean, listen. I was there on January six, not inside the Capitol. I was across the street. I was Thank far you away for from this that game. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I I saw what the president had to say. It was moving. It you know it was filled with I'd say a bunch of people who love their country. The air was filled of it, you know, with that sort of a fever. And of course, some people got out of hand. And you know, to those people, especially if they assaulted a police officer and what have you, and they assaulted people and they threatened other people's lives, that's the decision that they made. And I think that personal responsibility goes a long way. Um, but it's interesting how they don't want a commission any of the people that were burning down half the country for six months on the martyr that they turned into of a rapist, sexual assaulter, sexual offender, drug, uh, drug abuser. So, I mean, this is, this is why a lot of people, I think, should just wake up, walk away from the Democratic Party. And you can't even use that term anymore because now Facebook, you know, as you know, took down the walkaway campaign. Uh, they arrested Brandon Struck. I, I don't even think they, he's out yet. Uh, I think he has to be held there until his court date, but someone like Tom Sullivan uh, is actually still, uh, you know, he's out there. They took him in, and then they let him go for his court, until his court date, but he was violating his internet uh, policy, uh, his conditions. So, again, it's so it's very, very thin lines that you have to walk now as a conservative, and it's a scary thing.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, it's at this point, it's it's really where, how do we get back to some semblance of sanity? Mm-hmm. It's because that's really what we're looking for. It's not even trying to fix anything now. It's trying to get back to where you can say something in defense of your own constitutional rights and not just be called a racist and a white supremacist and a, and a, a murderer or a sexist. It's just like, it's dude, it's ridiculous. It really is just it's, it's just, it's absurd. I mean, Noel, you're in California. They're like the, they like the Kings of that crap.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. I actually uh, just had class this morning and talking to some of my classmates and professors, like my professor pretty much indirectly said that facts don't really matter um, <laughs> this morning. Yeah. Because he was just like, Oh, you know, someone listed statistics last time and you know, that just shows that we need epistemology because look at where you're getting those stats from and I'm like it's from a government website like some of these stats I'm literally quoting leftist articles um, for me personally I'm not even a republican so I really don't know how much more unbiased he wants it to be you know it's, it's really sad what we're teaching our youth you know
2: mm, certainly well I guess um, we can end off on this segment now but you say that you're not necessarily a Republican, but I've seen you, uh, be a part of, uh, Prager U as or sorry, Prager force, as well as, uh, the Censor You movement. So how exactly were you always a, I guess, a, um, an America first person, uh, with right leaning, uh, tendencies, uh, or were you a Democrat before it? So just really quickly, um, just talk about how you came to this or how you yes. changed.
1: So I've definitely always like loved my country. Um. My grandma always really instilled that sense of pride in me. Um, I think in high school, I was very much so pretty libertarian. I just didn't realize like what libertarianism was. Um, and then when I went to college, I went through, a, a for a hot minute, I went through a liberal phase, um, and then I woke up, um, and I was just like, oh my God, they are literally using minorities and lying and this victim mentality is a mental illness. It is so bad, and it just hurts minorities. Um, so I'm definitely conservative-leaning, for sure. Um, I like to give my perspective a lot, and that bounces off of my faith a lot. So I'm um, definitely conservative-leaning, but I find myself more so libertarian, um, and I just like to follow the facts um, rather than just identifying, you know, oh, I support this party, I support this person. I just like to follow the facts and and you know let the chips fall where they may
2: that's awesome i love how the three of us kind of all had uh semi-libertarian uh backgrounds here i mean i think evan you were always sort of a of a libertarian uh leaning person i was a communist uh who then got introduced to ayn rand and then uh you know people like rand paul and such so that uh certainly changed my perspective and then I realized that certain people within the Libertarian Party itself were uh, a little too extreme yeah, no, for I my taste. Don't support the
1: Libertarian Party. I was, yeah, libertarian ideology li- and yeah. libertarian
2: party are two different things.
1: Two, yeah, I'm not a Joe person at all. She's not a libertarian.
2: Oh yeah, no, I mean, I think the last uh, one, of the, the last uh, convention, in-person convention for the Libertarian Party, a guy stripped down to his underwear. Uh, I think he was running for president, too, for the presidential <laughs> nomination. That sounds like the Libertarian Party. That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, here we are. And, uh, you know, I think that's a great place to end off with our fears just be uh, our, f- our freedoms, not our fears. Our fears are being expounded upon, and our freedoms are just being t- uh, chipped away every so often, every single day. No, a 1,000%. So – Guys, once
0: again, thank you so much for watching. Make sure that you tune in again on Thursday. Noelle, before we sign off, why don't you give the folks at home an idea of where they can find you on the interwebs?
1: Yeah, definitely. You can find me on Instagram, um, Noel Fitch. It's my name, just without the E-T-T, so N-O-E-L-L-E, and then Fitch. Uh, so yeah, super simple. There's not many of me on Instagram, so you'll be able to find me super easy. All
0: right, now let's go to something super complicated. Gabe, why don't you tell everyone your handles?
2: All right. So if you're on uh, Parler, which I think is coming back up slowly. Uh, So if you're on Parler and on Facebook, you can type in the Baron Montalvo, B-A-R-O-N, and I'll pop up. Uh, If you're on Instagram, it's Baron.montalvo and Baron underscore Montalvo on Twitter. And if you are a young Republican in New York, uh, please check out uh, the New York and Republicans Club at NYYRC.com or uh, at NYYRC on all major social media platforms. And once again, guys, make sure to
0: follow us on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at underscore empire state conservatives, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, on Parlor at Empire State Conservatives. And make sure to go to our website, Empire State Conservative Network.com. The link should be up. If they're not up now, they will be up very soon for the Wax Cast podcast. Gavin Wax had an amazing interview with Matt Gates. It is absolutely incredible. Definitely check that out on it, just go on in. His Instagram is waxcast. I'll put links to his stuff in there too. And make sure you check out This America by Rich Valdez. And don't forget, use code fraud twenty in our store for twenty percent off. You can get amazing things like this Guns and Freedom hat, like this Make America Armed Again sweatshirt. It's all amazing. It's all beautiful. You'll love it. I wear it every single day, and it will make liberals that you meet in the street want to tear their own hair out. So for that, make sure you wash your hands and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm-hmm.